everyone. Welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 18. I'm Jason Webster, along with the other hosts, Jeff Webster and Jake Cranston. What's up, fellas? Jake. Jason. Sad, sad, sad day again. Happy day after birthday, yeah, Jake. Yeah, happy uh, day. Oh, thanks, guys. 40 years and a day. Maybe yeah. not the go, best birthday present ever, but yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do, right? Could have been if we would have won. Right. You know? Had our chances, man. Yeah, it would have been a great birthday present. I was nervous going into the game to begin with because I uh, I just don't like going to Patriots games to begin with. But right. I tried telling myself that it's not Tom Brady Patriots anymore. Correct. So hopefully the outcome would be a little different. But yeah, not uh, not what we wanted to see. Um, when you got a team that throws the ball on you three times and then the entire game runs it for 46 times. Yeah. And you can't stop it. Yeah, most of the time between the tackles. Yeah, they did a lot of, um, in football terms, they're called G leads. So all it was was a guard pulling out to the edge, a fullback, and then your tailback. And they, I'm sure you you noticed, they had an extra lineman in the whole game. Right. So they were running the ball on us, and we we still couldn't stop it. So, yeah, what they they called it something like nine versus seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, I think it's pretty evident moving forward. The Bills have to concentrate on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. For sure. Moving forward. I mean, the thing that I have noticed through the season is we can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball on um, the teams that aren't strong at that level. Right. But when we face teams that are strong at the level, you know, example, playoff teams like the Patriots, like possibly the Colts are going to be. Um, you know Tennessee teams like that. We just uh, we we can't we have no physicality on either side of the right. ball where we can make a difference in the game and and that's the problem. You know, yeah, I agree, hundred percent, absolutely. So they got to do something. To, I mean, they, we can't fix it now. And then plus our offense, right. we had six red zone trips and we couldn't do anything. Right. So what happened to our red zone offense all of a sudden? Well. Um, so, yeah, obviously you're starting out first and goal from the six. Um, you're thinking you should be able to get six yards in four tries. Yeah. But we we were not successful running the ball, you know, and then stupid things. Dawson Knox, um, false start. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, again, mental errors, dropped balls, bad snaps, bad handoffs. You know, the whole yeah, thing was just like. Brita just dropped that handoff. Like yeah, just like you hit him it. in the chest or whatever, and he just had no. He just drops it. Right. Yeah, Dawson Knox dropping the ball. And then he bumbled that return later too. I mean, Brita was just a little off. Yeah. Did they? I think they pulled him after that, right? You didn't Pretty much see the rest him. of the game. He only yeah. had like two carries. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it's 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 disturbing. I know all year long we were behind our running backs, Jeff. Right. Um, right. And even said, you know, our running game, you know, isn't isn't. The worst isn't the best, but it's it's a solid running game, and it can be. But I think that's definitely the weak weak spot in our offense right now, and it hurts us a lot. Well, um, again, and I think a lot of it um, up until this year's draft, they were drafting guys to block for the pass. Yeah, you know, what I mean, uh, Mitch Morse was when we signed him was incredibly good at, at blocking pass protection. Um, not necessarily great as far as a run blocker. Um, Deion Dawkins, Daryl Williams, that's kind of their forte. That's what they do. Yep. Um, even Cody Ford, uh, to a certain extent, there was like to, you know, block to protect the pass. Yeah. Yeah, they got to – I mean, it's not like a, our offensive line can't run block. We've showed flashes where we can run the ball. Right. It's just every time we face another good front, a, a defensive front or an offensive front, we just struggle. We can't move the ball offensively. Like there's just there's no way we should have only scored ten points that game. I mean, yeah, and all the opportunities we had. And are you getting sick of complaining about the exact same things game after game? Every loss is how the about, same is the same problem. Right? How about a sweep? All of a sudden now Isaiah McKenzie and um, Marquez Stevenson are scratched. Yep, they're not playing right. now. Maybe there's an injury, but I haven't heard anything. Right. So there's no speed in as far as a jet sweep or. No. Any kind of misdirection, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like we're attempting to do all the things that we struggle to do over and over and over again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just 
every game that we lose um, this year, it's kind of the same problem. And a lot of people are starting to kind of look at uh, Brian Dayball a little bit too, as far oh, yeah. as as far as like last year. We can say it again. He was he was great last year. Very very creative. Uh, this year, it he does seem like he calls bad games um, when they matter the most. Right. Right. And it, again, it seemed like it this week. And if I had to put a word to it, I think it would be conservative, right? The, like, that's, that's pretty that's much it. That's what it seemed like to me. Right. We're just going to go ultra conservative. Um, and, and I get it. In the wind, you're not going to throw for 300, 400 yards. It, no. It wasn't that kind of a day. No. It's hard to get it down the field. The fact that Josh Allen even got close to Stephon Diggs on that one pass was just incredible after watching a couple of punts. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? It was insane that yeah, it was the even wind, that close. But it was bad. But, yeah, I mean, there was nothing like screens or, like, anything. I mean, it was just like, let's run between the tackles, you know, like like you Pretty said. Much. Yeah. Just over and over and over again. And they they have the the horses on that defensive line and, and linebackers. Uh, and they have fantastic. I'll tell you, one of the most frustrating things for me is their discipline on defense. I, I just saw a couple of the replays they showed – from the backfield, almost like from a quarterback's perspective, mm-hmm. the gaps that these guys were running through, like our gap integrity was shit. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where Trey Edmonds' vision was, but it wasn't, it had nothing to do with gap integrity. Right. Zero. Right. You know, I mean, he right. would overrun the play. He was, I don't know. I don't know if he was confused or whatever, but it they just seemed too many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. They looked confused so many times. They they were yeah. looking at each other and pushing each other different ways. It was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just that, you know, Belichick had a read on us and he knew exactly how to play us like a fiddle or what. But it seemed like uh, almost, I, I don't want to say an amateur team, but certainly not at the level that we should be. Yeah. What I saw was it wasn't like Belichick came into this game and uh, outcoached us and had no. this great, like literally, dude, they ran three run plays. Uh, typically the same the same run plays, but just the at different sides of the ball. So that guard lead they ran to the right, that guard lead they ran to the left. They also that sixty four yard touchdown they ran on us, right? That sweep they kept doing that to us. Uh, both sides of the you know left side on the right side they kept running those sweeps on us, but they ran like like four different styles of of runs. Yep. And we couldn't stop it. And we had eight guys in the box this this game. I mean, everybody saw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes eight. 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we loaded the box, but it just when a team wants to impose their will on us, uh it seems like they're successful in doing it when they run the ball. Right. And whatever they want. Yeah, and we can't stop it no matter what resources we put into it. And on the other side of the ball, we offensively we can't impose our will on anybody when we, when we run run the ball. Yeah, it just I doesn't agree. seem it doesn't seem like we can just we can't move guys out of the way, or right. uh, maybe the way we run the ball um, has to be more creative than just between the tackles, like you said, Jeff, because it doesn't work. Like it right. just we can't move the ball between the tackles rarely ever. It just that's not the the offensive line is not built like that. So right. if we're gonna run the ball, we have to be creative and, and do things like we did a game against, uh, you know, the saints where we're throwing pitches, we're getting guys outside yep. we're you know, stuff like that. It's gotta be more creative. Well, even like a wide receiver screen or, yeah, or even fake a wide receiver screen and then throw it in the other direction downfield. You know, I, I mean, it, a screen literally to a wide receiver usually takes place in less than a second. Right. So you could fake that throw and still, get the ball to somebody in a flat or on the other side or, mm. you know, misdirection again. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying about the wide receiver screen. Something like that would, would be nice. Even even just a screen to the running back would be good. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know, man. You know, like, was it last year or the year before when our defense was, I think it was two years ago when our defense was really struggling. Right. And Sean McDermott had to basically go to Leslie Frazier and be like, look, man, like, I, I'm look, taking over. I'm taking calling. over. Or, so – I don't know what has to be done well, with, with heard, Dayball, but well, even it's got to be an adjustment, man. I'm not going to let Leslie Frazier off the hook. I don't know why his name has not come up because it was, I think it was a third quarter. They were commenting how um, Sean McDermott had a conversation with Matt Milano on the sideline. Mm. And the next few plays, he had two consecutive tackles for a loss 
because he was saying exactly what you were saying. Mm. Once that pulling guard goes past you, jump into the backfield and tackle that sucker before he gets started. Yep. He had two tackles for a loss on consecutive yeah. plays. Yeah. But that makes you it makes you question why did it take so long to come up with that answer to such a simple play call? They had already seen that play probably at least a dozen times or more. Right. Yeah. And I and that's my, and why my did, point. Why did McDermott have to step in? And I'm assuming that's why right. he was so mad the entire game is because he saw simple things being done so fucking stupid. Yep. That he had to step in and do it himself. He he had no one he could rely Patrick. on anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And and I I don't give him full credit. I think he was a lot of the problem too. But you know, obviously, and he had to step in and take care of it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be more stepping up and taking care of offensively has got to get fixed right or i hope it can be fixed there's got to be some way to get our offense fixed before the playoffs i mean hopefully we get to the playoffs at this point i mean i'm i'm still confident i'm still confident we we can but it's just when we get to the playoffs like we we have to change what we're doing like now it it just it's got to be yeah time is running out like i mean there's only so many games left and then it's over yeah yeah i mean I, i don't know what our offense can do at this point. We've talked about so many different ideas and, you know, we talked about getting angry and holding people accountable. And obviously they did. They, you know, they took out Isaiah McKenzie and they took out Brito when needed. And, you know, we, we used to have these discussions about all these weapons we had. And it's like, the only problem is it was, we had ammo for one weapon and now they figured out our weapon and we're left with nothing. And I thought, I honestly thought that Brito was the poison pill we needed, but it seems like he's not quite up to it yet. He hasn't had enough time. Um, and unfortunately that may be it for this season. It's tough to really pinpoint like a specific issue because the, it feels like game by game there's there's issues kind of all over the place, you know, like one week Josh plays like shit, um, one week Josh plays good, but we're dropping balls. Right. One week our offensive line, you know, <coughs> it, one week our offensive line can't hold a block. Right. Um, it's just it like nothing can ever like just – like happen all at once. I mean, on Turkey Day last last week, we played a very good game, but <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, against what? We yeah, they were pretty depleted on offense, so we didn't have a lot of resistance on that yeah, side of the right. ball. So it's yeah, I don't and know. our defense shines best and brightest when we're playing Houston, Miami at the time, um, the Saints without their starting quarterback and running back. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, we can take over a game. When we're successful, but it seems like if we start slow, it's a slow descent. It's not, we're not coming back. We're not getting back. We're not getting up. We're not carrying through with momentum. You know, like we scored that touchdown on that, you know, um, fumble, Mm -hmm. went off the face mask. We get the ball, first play, touchdown. Right. You've got momentum. Yeah. You have to somehow carry that, you know roll with it come out of the half and and march down the field and you know i think i don't know if we went three and out whatever four and out we didn't have the ball long and we were punting on our first series in the second half so that's not hasn't always been the case like you know what i mean it's it's a myriad of things and um as fans we we really appreciate sean mcdermott and brandon bean and and the coordinators obviously you know they've done very well in the past few years but right now they're in a hole, and uh, it doesn't look like they've got a really great plan for getting out of it. Yeah, every team faces, uh, you know, these type of ups and downs. It's, so it's just, I guess, how we respond to it, you know. Right. Coming up the the rest of the uh, the games here, like, what are we going to do to respond? Are we going to? Because we and all that's know. that's what I was just going to ask. I mean, yeah. the, the, there's, like you said, it's, it's a myriad of different issues, but there are certain things that have come up almost every game this season. Yeah. Josh being forced to run around to the point where he can no longer focus on his targets. You know, like, I mean, it, I I just feel like he's a, a chicken surrounded by, like, hyenas or some shit every single play. Yep. You know, and, yeah, we can talk about how great he is, how great he is at rolling to the to the right, but he's doing that because he has to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because he doesn't get to make a choice anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If you box him into the same fucking corner every time, how many times is he going to do it successfully? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, our offensive line obviously has been, been an issue all year long, and... You know, it starts up front. Uh, you, you you can't you you can't mask problems on the offensive line and the defensive line. No, not you, for, not forever. No, you can't. No. You just can't. Like Josh can't can't keep the duck 
duct tape on this offensive line forever. Right. It's, you're you're going to get exposed, which he's been getting exposed. And, I mean, all, we needed one touchdown. We had six red zone trips. Yeah. Just one right. t- one touchdown would have right. changed, the, changed the momentum and the complexity of that game. Because For sure. New England probably wouldn't have just kept run, running the ball, and I think it would have been in no. our favor if Mac Jones had to throw it. Right. Oh, I think so, too. And we'd never force them to throw the ball. No, he never had to. And and it's funny because I think Josh Allen has actually developed a code. You know, if he says, I played like shit, he feels it's his. You know, he has to own that. He feels like that was his responsibility. If he uses terms like, we need to play better, he's basically calling out his team without specifically saying anything or anyone. Yeah. We need to play better, meaning the offense. I'm thinking, right? Right. Usually and, it's not the defense. Right. Maybe, maybe this week, but. Well, I mean, know, it, was, it was a great sure. combination of both. I mean, it ain't like New England scored 30 points. They put up 14 points. So, yeah, I mean, our offense needs to score more than 14 points a game. They, they need to. Well, I, I don't care what game, the conditions are. And especially a game like that. I mean, the defense wasn't unbelievable last right. week. We had, Absolutely we had, not. We had run, one, one run last night that was. That was that sixty-four yard touchdown that that yep. that sucked. But we made stops when we need when they you know the defense made stops when they needed to. Um, they had they had a decent game enough to where we held them to fourteen points. Right with our type of offense, uh, we did, all we had to do was score seventeen. We win the game. Right. If you, you know, if you ask any team in the league, could you beat a team that's going to get a fifteen-yard punt and only throw the ball three times the entire game? I think any NFL team would say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna fucking beat those guys, dude." We, yeah, like, you have to answer that. You cannot. You cannot just say, "Ah, we're just, we're just not gonna throw the football." Who needs to do that and have that be successful? That can't succeed. That was the first time that happened in like forty years. And did you see the last time they did it? it we're talking like it was like five or four in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. you know, like right. this is. Yeah, it's a, that was a totally was different a change of football. And the the other thing too to add to that, Jay, is. Our average starting position on, on the field was at our 40-yard line. New England's average starting position on the field was at the 26. Right. And we still couldn't muster up enough to, to outscore yep. them. Yep. Yeah, and I and, and I did see uh, something about our safeties during an interview after the game. Somebody asked them if they were embarrassed. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they, got, they obviously took exception to that. And it's like, man, I asked that question in the offensive line. Dude, where's the offensive line? Right. You know? Right. And, again, I, I love this regime. I, I think they've done a fantastic job, but it isn't complete. I mean, our running backs, Moss and Singletary, are so much alike that we're bringing in other guys to give ourselves a second look, a different look. Like Matt mm-hmm. Breida's speed, you know? Um, next guy might be. That like that Ramondre Stevenson or whatever the yeah. one from uh, New England, yep. maybe like a Derrick Henry type, a six two two forty guy or something two thirty something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, some kind of a bulldozer. I mean, who knows? But we're it seems like we're constantly trying to make up for the fact that we have two running backs that in in the perfect environment fit wonderfully in this scheme. We can throw the ball, so we can open up uh, space, and in space, both of these guys can do a lot of damage. But when you're running in a in a ten yard area between two tackles, and your offensive line can barely get out of the way to let them through, yeah. we've talked about this before. Like our yards before contact, the running ball gets the ball. If he's getting hit before he gets to the line of scrimmage, it's hard to be crazy successful, no matter how good you are. Yeah. Uh, once you you know you've uh, made contact with the uh, the opponents, you know that. It's really difficult. But some of those lanes they were showing that New England had opened up for their guys was ridiculous. It was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they they had no trouble moving our our defensive line out of the way. Yeah. You know, Ed Oliver um just when I was watching some of the the film back today when I was just watching replays and stuff like that, I was watching Ed Oliver and he was over pursuing a lot. Right. Uh, to the point where they were just Pushing him out of the way, and he was out of the play. Like he wasn't even close to the play. And no, I'd like to, I'd like to call one out specifically too. Um, after Damian Harris got that little injury or whatever, he was hobbling. They brought in Stevenson for a few runs in a row. One of them, he ran and he got stopped about a 
you know, maybe a yard before the first down by four of our guys. Trey White came barreling in and shoved him a solid two, three yards through all of oh. our guys and gave him the first oh, down. Oh, not Trey White. Um, or, no. Um, yeah, it was one of the linemen. It was, it was somebody. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But anyway, so, and then, like, a couple plays later, the same fucking thing happened again. Yeah, instead like, of what grabbing are you guys the guy doing? Just let him backwards. go down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep, or even grabbing him, going backwards, we're pushing the whole line forwards for a first down. Like, yeah, it's a scrum. I get it. Yep. But, you know. Let's at least fight for the correct direction or whatever. Yeah. I, there was just it was just a million little tiny. And they had they had a ton things. of really bad penalties that should have given us great advantages, you know, that we didn't deserve. Right. And there was just so many things. Yeah. You know, it's just it it's it it's tough because I completely understand why they built this defense the way they did. Uh it was be, because of the Chiefs. Right. We we thought and we Pretty much knew that we had to get past the Chiefs, right? But that's not the only team you got to get past, right? And you know they built this team to, to to rush the passer, have athletic guys in the field that can get upfield, you know. And, and we're not built to to stop the run right now. It's just not happening. When when you build in a team, you you got to look at not only a, a, a well versed team that can throw the ball, but you still got to look at like guy, like teams like Tennessee. That's you know they're going to run the ball, right? Indy, you know they're going to run the ball. Obviously, the Pats, you know, are well, going to run the ball. So that is such a great point because if you look at the New England Patriots, their their defense is built for depth, but they don't have the same guy, top to bottom, front to back. Mm-hmm. So they have some guys like Star that are big, take up a lot of space. But they have more than one. You know what I mean? They do. So they have a short yardage, I don't know, line, you can call it, um, for second down. And then they bring in their specialists on third down. You know, guys like Judon play all the time, of course. But right. but you know what I'm saying? It's like our, it seems like our tackles, except for Star, are all the same guy. You know what I mean? Our ends are basically speed guys. Yeah. Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison. Uh, Apanasa, you know, he was strong. They they leaned him up, uh, picked up his speed, and a lot of times as a pass rusher, he's more effective because of it. He's still strong, but not probably as bulky as he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems like we're we're molding these guys to to be certain things. But like you said, against the Chiefs, fantastic. You know, or teams like the Chiefs. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of those guys out there. There are yeah. teams like that. But not all of them, and it's tough. Like, like how do you how do you do it, you guys? Like, because passing offense in this league is is well above and beyond what running offense is for it, sure. And it passed that running offense isn't the same, but you still have teams that can dominate you on the ground. We've mm-hmm. we've already seen it, you know, firsthand this year. So, like, how do you balance it out? Because, like, do you build a team? And I see it. They they built us like we drafted Ad Oliver because that dude could you know he could rush he's the passer. He, yeah, he's fast. He had great hands in college. He very he, quick off he, the line. Exactly. You know, they drafted these type of guys for the reason of where the NFL is is going and where it's been already, where it's a throwing league. But when you got a team like New England, Colts, yep. Tennessee, you got these teams in your conference that can just pure dominate you on the ground. Right. Yeah, and it's and, like. I mean, that's a problem. Remember, at one point, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL a few, you know, maybe two months ago. Right. But Derrick Henry was running like crazy. So what they're basically saying is Derrick Henry is going to carry this team. Yeah, so maybe we're not great pass blockers, but we don't have to pass block all the time. Maybe we can bring in extra tight ends or whatever. You know, we'll work it out. As long as Derrick Henry can successfully run the ball, he's probably going to get sacked a few times. Well, what I would say is that, you know, that's probably a question that's more deserving of, like, next year's issue because a lot of the best running backs are injured anyway this year. So at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. They only put up 14 points on us. Right. Regardless of anything getting changed on defense, we we held them. You know, I mean, it looked bad because they were constantly doing the same fucking thing and it was working, but it didn't work that well. Yeah, it if our offense had been able to put up 17 points, we win the game. Yep, right. That's it. I know. I you know, know. I mean, it, yeah, we, had, I mean, we were like literally we talked about. We had so many opportunities to do that. Nothing could have changed at all defensively, and we should have won that game. Yeah, yeah, we had all the opportunity to do so. I mean, again, if you're in the red zone six times, you know, 
from your own 20 and in six times. And yeah, if, if your running backs we, are averaging less than three yards a carry, was Josh hurt? Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, yeah, how many times have you first down? Yeah, but how many times have you seen him with a designed run play, um, you know, um, with an option? Dude, he still th- threw it 30 times right. on Monday. 30. Right. Still. I know. And yeah, but how many times did they run the ball? Um, probably, off the top of my head, maybe 22. I, I think we had 58 plays. Yeah. So that means 28 runs and 30 passes. We should have passed it a lot more, in my opinion. Well, somebody had commented when, I know on the radio. Windy. I know it sucked. Well, but dude, it, when we had the window but it's our what back, Josh though, fucking does. Right. That's when we should have thrown yeah. the ball. We had it twice. Right. First and, and third honestly, quarter. If you're throwing it five or six yards down the field, it doesn't matter. Like, literally, it really should not matter. As long as you're not lobbing a ball, mm-hmm. it's going to have to have some pepper on it, man. People are going to have to understand. It's going to come with some speed. It's going to have to. But literally, the Bills' run game, most of the time, is screens, slants, short little passes. Cole Beasley's involved all the time, right? Like, all the time. Yeah. Um, that's their run game. And then they mix in Singletary, Moss, whoever. You mean their pass game, is what you're saying? Well, no, I'm saying that's their run game. The short pass sometimes makes oh, yeah, up for the fact yeah, they it's, can't it's a, run. It's a function yep. that we're right. Almost like a run game. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Or Josh in a designed run, a sweep, whatever, mm-hmm. with an option to throw if somebody's open. You know, he, yep. he can make it happen. Put the ball in his hands, let him run, see what happens. You know, sometimes yeah. good things happen, man. He had a really nice run that one. He did. And that's that's the sad part to me is because those are the things that as a fan they make us go, this is my team, I love them. But if you take away those, you know, like we used to talk about Fitz magic. Well, we have the same right. thing with Josh. We have Josh magic. And if you take out the Josh magic, those awesome runs, those throws that are impossible and somehow work out anyway, what do we have left? You know what I mean? At this point, it doesn't feel like we have the staple stuff down. We just can pull off bullshit once in a while. Yeah, it felt really boring at times. Didn't it? We just stayed really up. boring. We yeah. were we were technically awful, yeah. you know, offensively. Yeah, yeah our, our, and I just uh, I don't understand why. Um, I it just doesn't make any sense. Like I know defensive defensively teams have adjusted to the type of game we we sure we play, but I mean, come on, man, we we just it it doesn't seem that we should have one really good game we're scoring over thirty points, and then the next week we can't score over ten, or right. we can't score over six, or we can't score over. Whatever the case is. Yeah, I mean, you know, you put this with the uh, Jags game and in this game, and it's like, dude, this is an op- this is like an offense that led the league in scoring. Yeah. Where are you guys? Yeah. That's, and I don't know. And the more boring play yeah. calling we get, the worse it gets. Right. In, in my opinion, I feel like the more often that we get to do interesting things, have fun with it, like you said, design runs, things like that, it just it, it seems to open us up a little bit. It's, yeah, it, it does. Yep, so I agree. Well, I mean, there's nothing obviously we, we can do do about it now. <laughs> no, you know, it's just another another loss we have to chalk up, unfortunately. And now we're moved down to the seventh position um, in the wild card. Right. So, and then also we're you know we're second in the AFC standings now. Um, so we gotta we gotta beat New England uh, in New oh, England yeah. for to, sure to make any you know have a chance to win our division. But moving to next next week coming up, we gotta we gotta beat Tampa. I mean, yeah, it's the next big game, man. We have a very difficult schedule ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, we do have winnable games, three of them, in Carolina, Atlanta, and uh, in the Jets. Right. But you know, in the meantime, we got to play New England and Tampa Bay too. We do, yep. and we really, if we want to win the East, we should win out. I mean, we literally should win out. Yeah, that's about the only shot we got. Well, yeah, I mean. It's just I don't know what to think. Um, this matchup with the Bucks because they they have the ability to do the same type of thing that New England and the Colts and Tennessee has done to us, where they yeah. bully us up front. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm worried about their pass rush, man. Yeah, I mean it hasn't been as good as it was last year, but you got guys like Vita Vea. Oh yeah. He's playing really well. And that that scares really me well. against our guards. You know, you know we didn't. Feliciano didn't play this week again, nope. so he must have obviously not been ready to go. And Ford um, had to come in for Daryl Williams. For yeah, part for, of the game for a, play, a couple of players or something. Was yeah, it? yeah. Was but, it Milano that got injured at the end of the game? My TV was having trouble, and I heard somebody got injured towards the end. No, I'm not sure. 
I didn't catch. Uh, I didn't catch. If it was sure, that'll be out tomorrow. Though. Yeah. But um, yeah, AJ Klein's on the reserve COVID, COVID list, yeah. so so that hurts us a little bit uh, for depth. But I don't know, Mike. What do you what are you thinking as far as um, this matchup against the Bucks? Um, any? Well, my hope is, and in, in, you know, I guess it's a hope because it works for both teams that the weather's decent. You know, because like it's you a, said, yeah, I think be. they got a better shot if they had to run the ball uh, with Fournette. I think they would have a better chance of running it successfully than the Bills would at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they got some horses on the defensive line that are going to make it tough to run the ball. Um, I don't know. I really want to say the Bills need to play loose, and they need to play like they know they can. You know what I mean? They need to they need to relax a little bit, man. They need to to start having fun again. Yeah. It just seems like they can they can do that for a game. Um my hope is, uh, I know they've talked about it for a while, that at least we haven't suffered consecutive losses. Of course, we haven't, cons- you know, don't have consecutive wins either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because we haven't had consecutive losses, it, it gives me hope that we can we can go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. I think, again, he's, he's still outplaying anything I've ever given him credit for. And I mean, maybe that's just uh, sour grapes, but... He's still playing really well. I keep thinking that someday he won't, but I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. Uh, in the meantime, you're going to have to pressure the dude, and he knows yeah. how to get rid of a football. He does. So if we're not if we're not on top of shit from the start, you know, the starting gun, it ain't going to get pretty. It's going to get bad. So the Bills need to bring their best game. There's no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. They they definitely gotta they gotta bring their best game one hundred percent because you know Tom Brady knows the Bills absolutely. No, number one, I mean the guy knows the Bills so for sure. So the one thing that he always took advantage of against us was that tight end matchup with Gronk. Right, killed us. Sure. So I'm sure I'm sure that's going to be coming into play somewhat. Absolutely. Uh, play action. I know for a fact that if they can establish a run game. They're going to start play action all yeah. over us because that's been a weak point of our defense. And there's few better than Tom Brady to, to, to pull off a play action. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, now if you're looking statistically between both teams, you know, like the you know points scored, they're 30, 30, basically 32 points a game. We're 28. Right. You know, first and fifth. Um, but, I mean, you know, rush, rush yards, rush yards, they're not – and that's the thing that it just it just boggles my mind. Like we've had, we having these games where we're just getting torched on the ground, but you know we run on average it's just 116 yards a game was our average, which is good for 13th in the NFL. Right, they're 92. That's good for 25th. Right, but going into this matchup, you think you know you think wow the Bucks you know have a chance to run all over us right. on the ground, but they're they're good for 25th in the league and running the ball. Yeah, but it's a, you know it's I mean? it's weird though because again, they talk about all the time stats can lie, right? Right. I mean, stats can lie. Tom Brady and then that receiving core makes it so they don't have to run the ball. Not that they couldn't run the ball, but they don't have to. Cuz he's throwing it all over the freaking field. Mm-hmm. All over the field. And like you said, with Gronkowski and and the the core receivers he has Oh, the guy's racking up three, four hundred yards a week on a regular basis, man. They don't need to run the ball. Yeah, he's throwing. Brady's throwing for an average of three hundred twenty yards a game. Yeah, that's so. First, if you're throwing for three hundred twenty yards a game, yeah. you don't need to run much. Yep. You know, you'll do it just to break up the monotony, maybe or whatever. That but plays into our strength a, a little bit more than running the ball, doesn't it? Don't you think? Like oh, yeah. a team that wants to throw a lot on us, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to do that. Right, they're right. not in the same position we are, where they're incapable of actually performing in the run. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, statistically, the, they they don't show on paper that they're that good at running the ball. Yeah. But I I bet you that if they wanted to establish that against us, it would be a lot better than it shows on paper. Yep. You know, just based on what they're gonna see on film when we struggle against those teams that we can't stop running. Yeah. Well. And, and the- if it does come down to a shootout, I mean, that might actually be good for Josh. It might be a good opportunity for him to get his confidence up, and you know, for us to get the ball rolling. Again. Yeah, like yeah. I say about every other game, he's you know he's really really good. Right, our and offense I think, is good, like every other game. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that's part of that whole statistical thing too. Is when the Bills have an opportunity to beat up on a poor team like the New Orleans Saints, 
They put up points, man. They do. You know, it's 40 on Houston and what was that, 38 maybe on Miami? I don't remember. But, yeah. Right. Yeah, when we get a chance to uh, really beat up on a bad team, we do. Yeah, we, that's we don't we don't stop, and we probably run better, so our numbers probably look better in the run game. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we've been able to beat bad teams handily, yeah, and that's been that's been great this whole year. But when it comes to you know good teams that we might have to face in the playoffs, or you know right. what I mean, it's, it's that's what makes you worry. I just don't know if these guys come in like. Um, you know, they didn't they look a little like like uptight yesterday? Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, the very was look- it the first play from scrimmage when he threw the ball to Dawson Knox and it literally hit him in the hands and he drops the ball. Right. Like, what was that? Yeah. How does that happen? It certainly set the tone. You know, like we, yeah, we talked about that. Right. You, you right. can tell right from the beginning what you're going to be looking at. Well, I don't know if they still have Bill Belichick in their brain. They just can't get past the fact that he's still just a human. He's not. He's not a robot or you know, some sort of alien or whatever. He's still a human being, and he can lose games. They've lost games before. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen. They're talking about that this was their best performance of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's very sad. But that's primarily because they were playing what we everyone suspects is a very good football team in the Buffalo Bills. On paper, the Bills should be better than they are. But I really... It really seems like they just get in their own heads, man. They just well, we beat ourselves yesterday. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure, there's I, no doubt. The Patriots, stupid penalties. Yeah, the Patriots played decent football. I'm not I'm not discarding them at all, but I mean, for a, a team that gets in the red zone six freaking times, right? And we can't score a touchdown. How does that happen? That beat, man? we're beating ourselves there because you know, I mean, it's just. And I'm I'm not an expert on football, so forgive me if this is a very stupid thing to say, but I felt like a lot of those red zone attempts, we were burning up. The first attempt with a run that wasn't going to go anywhere every single damn yep. time. Dude, Dave always consistent. does that. Dave yeah. does that a lot. I don't lot. get it. Right. Like, it just doesn't work. I don't know if he's I'd like. I'd love to see that. I'm sure we should have prepared this ahead of time, but I'd love yeah. to see the stats on how often that actually helps us. It, it just, uh, to me, I feel like, like Dable's doing it to like maybe keep the defense just kind of honest or something. Whatever. Like something. Yeah, but, but it's the red zone. There's only so far they I have know. to go. Like, I know. you're not going to scare them. But I mean, I going know. back to when Frank Gar was here, we did the exact same thing. You know, and a lot of times it was two two runs. Yeah. Right? So that's third and goal for maybe your five or six yard line. That's a pretty tight area down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can't run the ball, it it's it's a tough throw, man. It's not easy for anybody. Yeah, I just go back to whatever you're successful at in the red zone, what plays you're successful at. Like um back on Turkey Day when when Diggs was one on one with Ladmore and he's running this crazy Freaking fake in and then back out, and right? In the corner, boom, touchdown! Like, do stuff like that. Well, like, even even Brandon Bolden's oh, two man. point conversion, right? Like Josh can run that play, right? Maybe a misdirection the opposite direction. It's a bootleg to the corner. Like, geez, that's different. Yeah. Well, especially at the end of the game, if you know you're in a position that this is your last drive, very likely of the entire game, you know that on fourth down you're going to go for it. Second through fourth down, you're going to throw it. You know all those things going into this drive. Why would you run it the first time? Right. You already know what you have to do. You know this is the last chance you've got. Well, especially into a line. Right up the middle. Yeah, especially if you're going straight on into a line that's already been stopping you. Yeah, unless you're on the one. I mean, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's where the strength is for the Patriots is, is between the tackles. They're, yeah, we're running right at them. Their two linebackers are, are really good against the run. Their defense aligned really against good against run. Like uh, it's just not a it's not a great spot to attack, especially like yeah. you're saying, Jason in the in the red zone. Like why why do you run that play? You're wasting a down, you know, theoretically. Like you, it just doesn't work. So right. do something more creative. You know, do stuff that works. And yeah, I agree, man. It just day ball for some reason. I don't know if he's if his head's just not in it this year for some reason. Whatever the case is, I I don't know, man. But it, he's a different play caller this year than he was last year. And I'll tell you what, there's a general consensus that believes Sean McDermott saying that we need to get better, especially in a red zone. We need to fix that, I think was his exact quote. It's kind of calling Dayball out. At this point, yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not he's not saying it, but I think it's his way of saying what the biggest problem is is we need to fix this off- offense, especially in the red zone. We need to score more points. 
falls squarely on Brian Dable's shoulders. 100%. And we, he's not talking about Josh. He's talking about Brian Dable. 100%. And we talked about that we hated this you know, standard operating procedure of coming out and saying generic things in a very quiet manner of how we all need to do better and this isn't who we are and they need to get angry. Maybe that was, you know, step one. It's the closest I've heard Sean McDermott. Right? So maybe, you know, step three will happen next. Maybe we'll actually see something change. When you start losing and, you know, I mean, when you start losing like this, when you're having, when you're having issues against teams that, you know, you, you typically should, should win or play better against or whatever the case is. Right. I don't care whatever, when anybody says people will start pointing fingers a little bit. Oh yeah. You know, and then it's going to get heated. You know, behind the scenes, guaranteed. Yeah, know. he told the cameras it was mostly the refs, but that's not what he's saying in the locker room. No. Right. No. It's right. not what he's saying to his staff. No. No, not I mean, there's gonna be some I guarantee there's gonna be some heated meetings between the uh offensive coordinator and Dayball and McDermott and there's I mean, there's gotta be. Well even 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 that, you know, and I again I apologize, I don't mean to interrupt, but but Sean McDermott was called into question on um so you score that touchdown. The score is now eight to six. Why not go for a two point conversion? Right. Why not try to get some of that momentum back? Um, yeah, you're, yeah, you're I'm liable a to fall idiot. right I on you. That was a bad mistake. <laughs> yeah, you might want to fall. Why right do you want to be behind? Your, yeah. Why accept that? You know what I mean? Because even if you even if you fuck it up, you're still behind. But you're not gaining got, anything by being behind. Right. But you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Again, put the ball in his hands. Get him moving laterally and let him see the field and see if somebody's there and make somebody commit, right? Like Judon is a good example. How many times do you see Josh roll out to the right? If a guy takes Josh Allen, somebody's open. If a guy doesn't take Josh Allen, they cover that guy, Josh runs in the end zone. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen that play work dozens of times. Why not bring it back, point. man? Use it. And, and again, I don't know. Two of the speediest guys, like when the weather's shitty, there's nothing better than speed. And and two of our fastest guys were scratched. I I don't think Marcus Stevenson is hurt. Maybe Isaiah McKenzie is. But I know of. if this is a punishment for fumbling four games ago, dear God in heaven, cut the guy. <laughs> Why is he on a roster? Yeah, if you're not gonna use you right. know, his best asset, which is which is speed and and to get him uh, on the edges, you know, then yeah, cut him. Don't yeah, you've got a team. Get rid of him, do something. Right, you got a team that pursues like the New England Patriots. Man, they're going to overcommit a misdirection. Nothing works better than that. Yep. Well, if yeah. it seems irrational and you haven't heard a reason, there's probably a really bad reason. Yeah, if something happened behind the scenes. We just aren't going to be privy to. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. That really could be. I, I remember um, Mackenzie tweeted something about he was out for the rest of the year. Maybe it's true, but how come we haven't heard that? Right. You know, how come they're not talking about it? If he is injured or something and he's not going to play the rest of the season, maybe. But he didn't say he was injured. He yeah. just said he's done for the season. These guys like to sweep certain things under the rug, you know. You know, like the, right. the way we never knew what really happened with um, um, what was that that guard that we had? Uh, now he plays oh, for the Richie Bengals. Incognito. No, no. Um, oh, um, the guard. Now he plays for the Bengals. Teller. No. Who is that? I'm trying to remember who. Went Number to sixty-seven. The... Jeez, I can't think of his name. <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, we Wyatt, had a... Wyatt Teller went to the Browns. We ended up letting him go uh, earlier in the season. Yeah, right. And uh, oh, Quentin Spain. That's there it. it. There, there it is. you go. But um, yeah, I mean, they end up just kind of certain things like that. They just sweep under the rug, you know. Right. Like, just goes away something happened we let him go and that's that like no one knows what happened like right you know it's yeah maybe maybe mckenzie said something to the coach when he shouldn't have or something i don't know but but whatever it is um i don't know it it just seems like that misdirection when somebody's moving across the line um you can take advantage of that sometimes when you get a team that's really good in pursuit and New England was really good in pursuit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one sack was basically because I think it was Mitch Morse would just push straight back into Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. He literally tripped over his ass or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then fell down and had no place to go when he stood up. Yeah, that sack killed us, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Killed us because that, that put us back. That was third and 14 after that. Yeah. Fourth. Or yeah, yeah. It was fairly manageable at like third and nine or something like that it seems like and then it was third and 14 or yeah 
Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Well, what are you thinking score-wise this week against the Bucs? Well, no. I've been so good at this. I just <laughs> barely wait. Uh, who wants to go first? Any volunteers going once, going twice? Yeah, I'll go. Jake is on. All right. So considering the fact that every time we have a crap game, we usually look like we have a bounce back game. Right. This is kind of how the season went. Yeah, you know, we, for sure. We lose one. We look like shit. We come back. We play solid. So this week I expect us to come back and, and play a much better style of football, both sides of the ball. Um, and just because these two teams are can be you know high scoring offenses, right? I think it's going to be a little higher scoring game. Um, even though I, I still have a lot of faith in our defense of, of mm-hmm. you know, playing well and holding a, a team back like this, but it's tough. Uh, Brady's got a lot of weapons, so yep. Um, I'm gonna go. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go 35, uh, 31 Buffalo this week. That's good. I like it. I think I'll go very similarly, but a little bit lower. I'll go 31-27. You know, it's funny because it feels like it's going to be that kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a maybe a field goal because it's not like Tampa Bay hasn't been beat either. No, They've lost games. You know what I mean? Their defense backfield still pretty. It's pretty, pretty banged decimated. up. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that does fall right into the, the you know, best thing the Bills tend to do right. is in that passing game, beating quarterbacks. So um, I agree, though. I think it will be high scoring. You can't – you can't. it's really hard to slow Tom Brady down. I think we'll win. But um, I, I'm thinking kind of right along the lines that you guys are. Um, I'm going to go 31-24. I think you're going to go – Cool. I thought you were going to go, Jeff. I'm going to go uh, 31-27. 43-13. <laughs> <Yeah. 13. laughs> no, that was last week. <laughs> poor, poor Jake. Yeah, that was when I was predicting the Bills to score 40 points. But I don't think we were talking about the weather when I made that prediction. Yeah, the the weather. Dude, the wind was crazy, dude. Dude, did you see the st- – the, they were talking about it before the game. I don't know. You probably didn't because you weren't watching it on TV. But they were talking about the fact that Josh Allen in – like higher wins plays better. Like uh, they went with the ESPN's QBR or whatever, but depending on wind speed, he actually played better yeah, at 20 plus mile an hour wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's another thing. 20 plus mile an hour wins when it's, you know, 40 degrees and rain and snow and shit like that. It's a little different too. You're right. But yeah, I don't know guys. It's a, it was a, it was a bad day. Um, I really, really hope they can get some of this shit fixed and and start looking a lot more like they did the second half of last year because they're going to need momentum if they do make the playoffs, which I really still truly believe they will. And the fact that they won't be playing in Buffalo a lot doesn't bother me at all. Um, I would be fine with that. So, But that being said, they really need to get this fixed, get things turned around, uh, find some consistency in, in effectiveness in uh, on offense and improve the red zone, especially. But the fact that we have such high highs and such low lows would imply that it is capable of being fixed. We're not a team that's just incapable of being that good. Right. They just need to figure out how to fucking do it. Yeah, we need to. I'll tell you what. If you beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay in prime time, that would go a long way to to building a little confidence going forward. I think you know. it's just a one o'clock game, though, isn't it? Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. It is not a prime time no. game. Yeah, but still in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. no, that would be a great win. It would be. Uh, I mean, we 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 need that win for sure. We really do. Um, it the, the season's not over yet, so we still, you know, can make a run. Even if we lose to Tampa, I, I we're still not going to be completely out of it yet because no. I still think that the wild card spots between five, six, and seven. Are still going to be up for grabs. The, since he since he's just kind of like us every week, they're right. they're in, they're all over the place, inconsistent. Yeah, yeah you know, so it's tough. Yeah, to, Cleveland is struggling. Yeah, they're a lot. out. They look like they're out of it. So yeah, so Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore struggling. Like nobody, nobody is just other than New England is really tearing it up to where you can't you can't find yourself in a good spot. Was it Pittsburgh just beat? Baltimore, yeah. Pittsburgh beat them, yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I, 
Pittsburgh's a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. No. So, um, yeah, these are all teams we beat before and can beat again. Tennessee. I, yeah, I, Tennessee I would, is struggling. We, you know? I feel like, like we could go into Tennessee and beat them. For sure. Especially with what they got right now. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. I really do. Like I say, it really – there's no team that just – fills you with fear other than New England right now, and that's mainly because now we got to go play in New England, um, which is always tough. That, that's never an easy time. And, and honestly, New England's schedule isn't that bad. So here's hoping. Yeah, we had a pretty easy first-half schedule. Didn't necessarily thrive towards the end of that. Now we have a difficult schedule. Maybe under that pressure we can thrive. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we got – well, we got uh, one, two, three, four, five games left, right? So yeah, yeah, five games left. Um, we can string out, you know, four of them with one more loss. I think we're in good shape, and it all matters. Again, I'll say it every time. It the regular season obviously matters, but once you're once you get into the playoffs, that's where it matters the most. If you if we can if we get in the playoffs and we can get hot, right. it doesn't matter if we're the the number one seed or the seventh seed, you know, right? We're gonna we can beat anybody if if this team gets gets on a roll. So I agree. That's what I really. That's kind of where I'm looking. That's what I'm hoping for. You yep. know, as as long as we can play good football from the stretch and you know just carry momentum into the playoffs. So right. Anything else, guys? No, I think that's pretty much it for me. Good, Jeff. I'm good. This doesn't feel as good as the last venting session. Usually when we're done venting about the bills, I feel better. I don't. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one hurts. You know, I, I mean, mean, this one. A lot of the Bills Mafia would say that we're like being those types of fans that they hate. But it's like, come on. Well, it's we beat them the last three games or whatever. And it felt like we were past this, right? Where, I don't know. It was like you said, we beat ourselves. So where's yeah. where's that come from? Weather, obviously significant. Uh, part of it but again was it did we talk ourselves into new england being way better i mean they're on a winning streak i know six seven freaking games in a row or whatever yeah so it's pretty easy to do you know what i mean right in fact i think miami's now got five consecutive wins or whatever so they're they're i don't know six and seven or something like that right now so Mm -hmm. You know they're they're waiting in the wings too. We can't afford to slip too much. We really can't. <laughs> Let's not fall behind Miami. Yeah, no shit. No, it's like, not gonna happen. Yeah, Dear I don't Lord, think so either. No, that definitely won't happen. That can't happen. No, no. no. All right. Well, tell them how to listen to the podcast, dude. Find us on social media at ETD Buffalo, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find our podcast on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen. All right. Let's get a win against Tom Brady next week. I think that I'm will ready. help. Bills Mafia feel a little bit better about themselves. For sure. Anytime you can beat Tom Brady, that's gonna oh yeah, gonna help you out. So all right, thanks everybody for listening to uh ending the drought podcast and just want to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Buffalo.